Come on, man. You can do it. Just a little bit more. All right, count on three. One, two, uh. three. Push. Uh. Oh. Okay, it's almost uh. there. All right, let's count to three again. Ready? One, two, three. Push. Uh. Oh. Oh, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. You got it? Yeah. Uh. Ready? propaganda arm for this administration and we are still on the air with what about now what about now we are <laughs> back baby we're back but All i right. said nothing has changed but something has changed a little something a little, a little something has a little changed. eight pound female something a little eight pound female something you are now a two-time 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 father Double Daddy. Just call me Double, Double Daddy. Double Daddy. I don't think I will yeah. call you that. I don't think yeah. I will ever call you that. <laughs> now, can you say it in a sexy voice, too? Hi, Double Daddy. Uh, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's early. But, it's early. But, Let's see. But I can give you a heartfelt congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And it's I, been... And, uh, and I will raise my, my glass of scotch to you right now. Oh, thank you. I don't have a glass. Well, I have, actually, there's a glass across the room, but in my head, I'm attempting to levitate it with the force. Oh, well, and how's that How's that working it, for you? It's it's not really levitating, sadly. Yeah, it's it, not yeah levitating. exactly. Okay. It, it, does, it doesn't work that way. But, I, think uh, I, thought, I think you lost all your force powers pushing out that podcast. So. Oh, my God. I am, <laughs> whew, I'm still spent, man. <laughs> well, it's been, a, it's been a long time. It's been a couple months since we've last uh, recorded, last posted. It has been. It's been um, eight weeks. It's been eight, well, it's been eight weeks since we posted one. So by the time we get around to posting it, it'll be maybe nine-ish. It'll be like, well, let's, let's say, let's let's say a couple say, months. Let's just say more than two months. It's been, let's yeah. just say it's been a while. And really, nothing has changed. <laughs> I mean, in Trump world, no, nothing's changed. But like... Um, there's tons of pop culture stuff to catch on. There's, I got tons of stories. I have tons of, uh, I got, I've really, you know, I've, I've built up the material. Like, like a sailor at sea who is excited to, you know, get back to dry land and visit a lady. I've built up all this energy, if you will, all this, all this, this, this vast stickiness of ha-ha, ha-ha juice. And uh, I got, so I got all these stories I want to get out, you know? This is becoming way too sexual for me. <laughs> just, just call me Double Day. Just get it over. With. I don't know. I don't know what having a second child did to you, but I didn't think it was possible. But hey. Well, I mean, you, you know, and, my wife. You know, I, the the rule is, according to uh, medicine, is that you're supposed to uh, for six weeks. The, you know, the wife can't partake in any pleasures for six weeks. So, so you're going. Uh, 
<laughs> any port in the storm right now, huh? <laughs> no, 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 that, that was alleviated, but I'm just saying, there was a lot of tension there. <laughs> well, embrace your truth, my friend, embrace your truth. <laughs> What's my truth? What's my uh, truth? Well, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it seems a little conflicted these days. Ah, <laughs> uh, nothing's back to normal, but uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm doing okay hanging in there, still kind of, you know, my sleep is not what it what it, I would like it to be, like the little the critter um, was up, uh, I guess it was about f- four to five, the critter was up four to five this morning. Now, that's kind of unusual, because I've been very lucky. Um, I've been, she sleeps a good six, seven hours at a time, and she's, that's she good. was doing that at six, so for, she was doing that at six weeks. Now, the bar was set, and my expectations were way out of whack, and my wife kept telling me, hey, normal babies don't sleep through the night at, at a month old. But I didn't understand that. The only my only perspective is, yeah, hey, this kid should sleep through the night in a month, so it's great. And so that was my expectation. It turns out, after about six weeks, she was uh, sleeping six, seven hours at a time, and she still That's... is. But like uh, occasionally, we have blips here and there. Like, like for some reason, she was up from four to five this morning. But like, she went to sleep around ten, eleven, up at four. But that, that was actually more of an outlier. Normally, it's like ten, eleven o'clock, up at six. So like, I'm getting getting some nice solid sleep it's still pretty good and then i have to mention one more thing so the daughter that slept through the night at a month old is the gift that keeps on giving because she does not wake up in the middle of the night no matter how much my newborn cries really that's the other part is that she sleeps right through the newborn up in the middle of the night that is the beautiful part even i i should have taken a picture but like my daughter was passed out asleep in the car Next, and we were, we were some car trip back from some ice cream joint halfway across the state, and the baby was crying right next to her for like twenty minutes, and my daughter was passed out of sleep right next to her the whole time. Hmm. Well, that she is, sleeps. That was that just is beautiful. a wonderful so, blessing, my friend. <laughs> so yeah, so like the the, the firstborn is the is the, it's a sleep gift that keeps on giving, and the newborn is right along with that. But like it was six weeks where she was sleeping through the night. And she's still doing great. I mean, this again, this morning was... A, she just reminds me every once in a while that it's not quite perfect, but, like, wasn't yeah. so... It's, it's not... You know what? It could be a lot worse. It could be oh, a lot yeah. worse. She's doing oh, great. Yeah. Six, five, six, seven hours on a stretch here. It's great. Oh, good. And, 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 and Big Sister is not jealous. She's, she's embracing her new little sister. Well, she, she really enjoys her. She really is glad to see her. And she, she's so loving and happy and caring. But at the same time, she was kind of turned into an asshole like before the baby came. <laughs> so I don't know how much of it is the new baby or just her being an asshole, you know? The bigger thing is listening, just not listening. Uh, but uh, no, like, there's no trouble there. <laughs> If anything, it's like she wants to love her a little bit too much to the point of like, no, don't hug her as hard. Don't do that. Yes, you have to be gentle when you're hugging your sister sort of thing. That kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, got, I don't ever want to get to it. You want to talk about current events? Because I got all kinds of stories built up. But, uh, I mean, just as an aside, um, the only thing in terms of the newborn in this house, because like we, we, we lived in a different place when we had the, the first one. So, like... We live in a townhouse with hardwood floors, and you really don't realize how noisy your house is until you have a newborn. Like, walking across the hardwood floor. Well, I mean, like, so, like, there's carpet in the bedroom, and hardwood floors, like, in the hallway. But, like, it's, it just creaks so much. Every little step, every little tiptoe, it creaks so much. You really... really and even the, the floor of the bedroom, which, which is carpeted, it's just not 
great construction, so it's a very squeaky floor. I know every single squeaky spot. I know where every, the exact location of like every single squeaky fly, spot on the floor in that bedroom. <laughs> and uh, God damn it. And like the, the hallway with the hardwood, there may as well be bubble wrap on the ground. Me just walking, <laughs> up, you know, pop, pop, pop. That, like that's how bad it is. It's like, oh, fuck me. Uh, time to get some, uh, you know, some carpet runners in there or something like that, man. It, that won't help though because it's still, it's just. I think it's just the weight. Even if there's carpet, I think it's still going to be just creak. It's like me at my age, just creaky ass bones. You know, <laughs> it's the bones of the house. Just the yeah, but your bones. but your knees in shorts sound different than your knees in jeans, right? You know, it muffles it a little bit. You know, but you know what? It's not so much the sound that's the problem. It's the feel. <laughs> you know, I you know if I live to be eighty and my knees feel wonderful, but they sound terrible, uh, that's a win. That'd be a win right there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, what else? Oh, yeah. And the other thing is that my wife, for some reason, she's she it's, it's this weird philosophy with like set the air conditioner down to like sixty five degrees, but then use five blankets. I don't know what that philosophy is. Like she likes to be cold and then bundled up, but like she has this one blanket. It is so noisy. I have this one little microfiber blanket, and like, you know, I gently put it on me after I put the baby to bed, but like my wife, after I, she has these five blankets and this one noisy blanket, and she, she pulls it over her. How do you have a noisy blanket? <laughs> yeah, oh, trust me, it's so noisy. Like, again, we're talking about a baby that just fell asleep, it's kind of half asleep, you're trying to keep asleep, and she like is trying to get situated with this really noisy, crinkly fucking blanket. She might as well be... Warming herself in aluminum foil. That's what it sounds like. I was like, is it a blanket made of squeaky toys or something like that? <laughs> no, it's, it's like a, it's, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's just so fucking noisy. And it drives me nuts because, like, I'm the guy after the feedings who's in charge of getting the baby back to sleep. And she's lying there just like, and of course she doesn't settle down, right? It's not like, okay, get in the blanket and put it over you. It's like, it's a process. It's a process to get situated, like a five to ten minute process. At least it seems like that in my mind. And I'm like, I'm like freaking out. Like, I told my wife, I haven't done it, and I'm not going to do it because you know I'm not, I'm not a supporter of domestic violence. But I've often fantasized of just like punching her in the leg when she does this. <laughs> like it's so bad. I, I just like I've dreamed of fantasizing just, just like just give just one quick punch right in the leg just to remind her of something. But I won't because domestic violence of any kind is wrong. But you can still kind of it's okay to visualize it, right? I would like to put a disclaimer. What about now? Pod does not condone nope. domestic violence in any way, shape, no. or form. And Ted's wife does not listen to this podcast, or she would kick his ass. Oh no, I've told her. I've told her. I was like, look, I've often, <laughs> once or twice, I fancy just giving you a good punch in the leg when you're doing this. Also, and... she would probably kick my ass after I did. It's like it's like <laughs> it, it would be it would be punch and run, punch and run. <laughs> I know, I know your wife. You're gonna lose that fight. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Again, we, we don't condone domestic violence, especially when if she caught me, it would be I would have hell to pay. You're done, exactly. son. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I'm just being real. I'm being honest here. You know, it gets you get you get sleep deprived. You get frustrated because the baby won't fall asleep. It's the middle of the night, and just sometimes your emotions get the best of you and you don't you don't you never let it go past the point where you should but you still you still get the anger inside you know and you you, you let it you let it out by just going you know <laughs> you know my teeth are worn my teeth are worn down to nubs you know hey ma- major life changes no matter how joyous they are are still stressful so yeah, yeah. it's just Peppers it's just are, about you have Peppers to you have to 
restrain the stress. You, you of can't course. have to channel it properly. You know? Of it's course. Like, <sighs> I recommend violent video games. So. Who has the energy? <laughs> or the the reflexes or eyesight at this point in the, in the games. So. Oh yeah, I mean, ugh, God, it's <laughs> staring at a computer screen all day. But uh, deep yeah, breath. I mean, you know what I found? Actually, I found it to be. I found my solution. My solution is what instantly calms me if I feel like I'm getting too angry is I hold my breath and it calms me down. And you pass I out take, and when you wake no, up, I don't, you feel better. No, no. no, I don't. I take a deep breath and I go, and then I hold it for 10 to 20 seconds and it really, it's something, it like, it, it resets your system. It's a good okay. trick. It's a good I, trick. I will have to try that. I will have to yeah. try that. But, why, uh, why hasn't Daddy breathed in 12 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, man. But uh, what else? What else is going on? Talk some current events. We can talk. We can circle back. I got all kinds of interesting stories. What else? I have. There's also kinds of pop culture. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about right now? Go. Take uh, over. Well, what do you want to talk well, about? Let's, um, let's do a quick uh, take on uh, my, my Twitter feed. I actually posted something on Twitter. That's right. Yeah. I, I appreciate you keep... We have as many Twitter followers as we have listeners, so it really got very little reaction, but it got a little bit of reaction. Right. I think it'll get better. Don't worry. I, I have, I'm scheming. I've been yeah. scheming and plotting, and I'm going to start fo- trying some things to drum up listenership. And uh, I just didn't want to do it while we were in hiatus, because like, there's no point in drumming up listenership and somebody exactly. to come and realize that there hasn't been a podcast in two months. So it's like you put the <laughs> horse before the cart, right? Is that? Of I course. think that's the analogy, right? Put the cart before the horse. No, horses always horse. go before. That's um, I was I was talking about the correct way to do things. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Look, because yeah. fool me once, shame on you. But fool me twice, uh, won't, won't get fooled get again. again. <laughs> yeah. So. Got to put food on your family. <laughs> but so, uh, all the good so, old days, right? Yeah. So uh, going, yeah. It's remember when when incompetence was great? It wasn't. Yes. Remember when it wasn't treason? It was just flat out misguided just, incompetence. Just bad at his job, yeah. Incompetence, but like still a love of country. He 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 may have started a war that cost thousands of lives and billions of dollars, but gosh, he was still lovable. And not treasonous. Not treasonous, exactly. Not not treasonous. But uh, what else is going on? You, talk, you want to talk about your Twitter feed. I mean, but, oh, yeah, so, like, uh, I have been following. It's like I, the NFL does not exist during uh, the off season, be it the, the preseason or whatever. If it's not the regular season, it'll follow. So, I mean, are you really boycotting the Dolphins this season? Uh, get people up to speed on your, your Twitter, your uh, okay. thread, as you call it. So, so to get, get people up, up to speed, um, as everybody knows, the – NFL has been embroiled in a battle with this White House over whether or not it's appropriate to kneel during the national anthem. Um, and let me kind of put a little disclaimer out there before I get too much into this. Kneeling during the national anthem is not my preferred way to protest. I personally don't think I would do it, and it's personally something I, I, I don't care for a lot. That being said, I respect the right of people to go ahead and do it, and I also understand why they're doing it, and I don't conflate kneeling during the national anthem with some type of dislike or disrespect to the troops, our country, or whatever this White House wants to conflate 
it with. Um, so we have. No, it's about. I would say it's about protesting injustices. Yes, it's 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 about protesting injustices. It's about protesting uh, racial discrimination. It's about uh, protesting the you know that, uh, that social that inequalities that we still have in this country. Of course, you've heard about that horrible crime called uh, DWB, right? Driving while black, yep, that happens. Driving while black, yes. That or just pretty happens. much doing anything. Eating while yeah. black or sitting quietly while black in a Starbucks, you know. Yeah, exactly. That still happens every day. Um, we still see it. Um, this is their form of, of, of protest. This is their, their way of bringing this to light to the community and to, to the world. And... The funniest thing is if anybody ever stops to think to to see which members of these the teams are are doing this protest, they are very often the most socially active and community minded members of your football team. The ones the people like, people that protest tend to give back. Is what you're saying? Yes, for the Miami Dolphins, of which I'm a fan, Kenny Stills, which is a wide receiver is pretty much the one first and foremost up front for our protest. He's also one of the most community-minded, uh, charity-minded, giving members of this football team. So he doesn't just go to the midfield or go to the sideline, take a knee, and, and make that the end-all, be-all of his protest. He does walk his walk. You know, he does the talk, but he does the walk as well. And he is an asset to any community he would be with. And I'm, I'm proud to say he's a Miami Dolphin. Um, okay, so, and then what's been the stance of, uh, was it Ross? Okay. So, as, as you know, Trump has been attacking this for well over a year, which makes the rich white men of the NFL very nervous because he's kind of one of them. And I it has affected viewership. I don't think we can just brush it off and say it's just Trump being Trump. It has affected effective viewership. Um, the cult of Trump is slavish to everything he says, and so if he says don't watch the NFL, they're not going to watch the NFL. Okay, but let's also keep in mind that they, the NFL, they were, they were oversaturated, meaning that between the Thursday night games... And it's like it's so fractured in terms of trying to watch games. It's like, oh look, I think this this game, this Thursday night game's on streaming on Yahoo, and this one is here. You it's can, like it's like hard. You can you can point to several different things that could lead to uh, 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 erosion of viewership. Yeah. And and you would be right. There there are there's not it's not just a it, it's a multifaceted. Uh, uh, like where the hell? It's like just trying to find the game. Oh wait a minute, because they're they're now trying to branch out to streaming and to on the NFL network, right. and it's, it's, I, it's so comp. It's like, plus, but, again, but, oversaturation. But to, but to say that Trump hasn't had any impact is disingenuous. He has I'm not saying some, that. I'm just yeah, saying no, that no, it, I know. that's not the only it, thing. It's not all, maybe it's not all him, but it's, it's, it's a significant enough part of it that the owners have oh. had to take notice. Oh, what about the idea that um, with the... Uh, was it? Uh, I can't think of the acronym. It's the, the head injury, the long-term head, the uh, chronic oh. traumatic. Was it CTE? CTE, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about the idea that maybe it's falling in the favor because of like the damage it does to the players, something like that? Um, I that's, think def- let's that's put it definitely this way. in. I, that's definitely in 
um, I, in the public I, consciousness I, now, right? That, that is in the public consciousness, but I don't think there's a significant amount of viewers that are not watching because of CTE risks. I think where that's going to really hurt the NFL is in the future when less and less parents are willing to let their kids play football because of the risk of CTE. You're going to okay. have a, a shallower, shallower pool of talent to draw from in the high school, college, and pro levels. I think that's where the NFL is going to get hurt by it. I don't think there's a lot of people, there should be, including myself, should be saying, this is barbaric, I don't want to watch because of what it's doing to these people, but we don't, and I'm guilty of it as well. I still watch the sport, I still love the sport, and there is a certain amount of barbarism in that. I, I guess I have to come to, to terms with that part of myself that I'm willing to watch people, watch men, you know, damage their brains for my entertainment. Um, I know I don't watch boxing or any type of. No, I, oh, I, I, I don't watch boxing. I don't watch. MMA. I don't see. I don't see the sport about just like two guys yeah, beating the shit out yeah. of each other. Um, I I used to watch professional wrestling because I always found it entertaining. I I love. It was also totally scripted. It was totally scripted, but you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't totally fake. There's a difference between scripted and fake. Oh yeah, and, still the toll, the and, toll that it took on their and, on their and bodies. There, there is a lot of, of of wrestlers that are showing a lot of the damaging effects of CTE themselves. Everybody oh, wow. from from Chris Benoit. I don't know if you know who he was, but he was a very popular wrestler. Yeah, the didn't league. he murder suicide? He killed his wife and child and then killed himself. Yeah, yeah, I know who, yeah. And, and, and his finishing move in wrestling, because I used to watch him, he was my favorite guy. His finishing move was to stand on the on the top of the turnbuckle and then jump head first and do a flying headbutt to the guy. So, oh, yeah, that, that, that... We just recently, there was another wrestler um, by the name of Jim the Anvil Neidhart that passed away this week. Um, he was only 63... He was part of a, a, a tag team called the Hart Foundation with a, another wrestler by the name of Bret Hart. Um, very famous in the world of wrestling. Um, he had a slip and fall in his home, and he died from the slip and fall yeah. at 63, which, you know, that could happen to anybody. But apparently he was also going through Alzheimer's at a very young age. And you've got to wonder if the physical toll of wrestling and the possibility yeah. of CTE didn't have something to do with that. All right, so bring it back to football. Bring let's, it back yeah, to Ross. We, we, we've diverted. Let me bring it back to the NFL. So we've established Dolphins. That we, yes, we we've established that we have an issue with the NFL and the Trump administration and the public perception of kneeling during the national anthem, and the NFL has tried to kind of hammer out how they're going to do, and they've got new rules that they want to go ahead and kind of enact, and. Apparently right, you have to stay. You can't do it on the sideline. You have to if you're yeah. not going to stand. You have to stay in the locker room. Apparently, the the NFL wanted the teams to go ahead and have the the rules in place, their own personal rules, by like the fa- beginning of training camp. Okay, now somebody had to go first. We understand that somebody was going to go first and say, "Okay, these are our rules," but it didn't have to be Stephen Ross and the Miami Dolphins. Let it be Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, who's a big fan of Trump. Let it be Bob Kraft and the New England Patriots, who's a big fan of Trump. Stephen Ross... Right, because everybody hates the Patriots and people don't give a shit about Jerry Jones. Exactly. Let them be the ones to go ahead and say, here's our rules for the National Anthem first. But no, 
the dolphins and their ever-loving ineptitude that seems to permeate this fucking organization for the last 20 years decide that they're going to go first and enact policy on the national anthem to appease Trump, to appease his voters, and to appease this wow. administration. And well, they, as an aside here, what do you think about a title? Ever-loving ineptitude. I like that. It, that's uh, that's a very appropriate for this podcast as well. But <laughs> <laughs> Ever-loving ineptitude. Yeah. <laughs> Describes us as well. Continue. Yeah. Um, so, so Stephen Ross, who, believe it or not, in his own private time in his community, has had... Uh, charities for racial relations and one called rise that's supposed to be kind of a community outreach for for the african-american community so he he tried to establish himself as a guy who cares about this stuff and then in one fell stupid swoop he brushes that all away to become the first owner to say okay if my guys kneel they face fines and possible suspensions up to four games up to four games let me reiterate that. Four games. Why is that important? Because there have been players in this freaking league that have committed domestic violence and been suspended for two. And he wants to possibly suspend players for four games. Now, are games you talking about, like, what was it a Ravens player? Who, was, was one of them a Ravens player? One, who was Ray, one was Ray Rice, and that got, that got a... That was the video of him yes, knocking out his wife and exactly. her girlfriend in the elevator. Now, did any of them get suspended for, like, just a gentle punch of their... Sleeping wife in the legs while rustling a blanket. Does that anyone get busted for that? Uh, I, no, you don't play in the NFL, so I think you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I've never done that. I just thought about doing it. <laughs> so, uh, so Stephen Ross decides to jump on this bandwagon and, and lead it, trailblaze, and be the first one to say, "We're coming down hard on our players," and to magnify this man's ineptitude. Not only is he first, but the backlash that the Dolphins and he received caused the NFL to say, you know, we're going to take a timeout on this whole policy thing, and we're uh. not sure what we're going to do. So the policy that he was trying to rush to be the first two is now, right now, not even in effect. So all he did was appease Trump, appease Trump voters, and piss off everybody else. Congratulations, Was there an extra, Stephen Ross. Is there an extra number of Trump voters uh, that are Dolphin fans as compared to other teams? Fan? I mean, is it the in, dem- in, demographics of Florida? In, in fairness, it probably has something to do with it because we have a very large uh, Cuban-American community down here. Uh, and for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, Cuban-Americans who haven't been exposed to uh, the Cuban-American lifestyle and Cuban-American politics, um, they are they tend to, to lean very right, uh, especially the older ones. I thought, it, no, I thought it had to do with that, because the Obama administration tried to normalize relations with Cuba, that there was some backlash over that. Well, it, it, oh, that didn't help, but the Cuban-American community is never going to lean left. Uh, so when Colin Kaepernick, who's the face of this whole thing, goes out there wearing a Che Guevara t-shirt and is not going oh, to endear him. To, and he did that down here in South Florida. Not going to work with the Cuban-American community down here. So the, they are very... They, they lean right. They vote Republican. They're very wary of anything that could even 
be remotely socialistic in its policy. Uh, and so, yeah, he, he's, he draws from a, a right-leaning base, uh, Stephen Ross. Does. Okay, so, based upon all of this, uh, you are going to boycott the Dolphins this season, is that correct? I am not going to boycott the Dolphins this season. I am going to boycott the Dolphins as long as Stephen Ross is the owner. And what does it mean by boycott, meaning you're not going to watch the games? I'm not going to watch the games. I watch football. Wow. I won't watch the Dolphins. I'm done. You're you're not going to watch the Dolphins until as long as Stephen Ross is the owner, or maybe he changed. What if he does something to you know uh, as a mea culpa? What if he somehow can he write the situation through an apology or some action? What I, if he comes out? And, what if he comes out and says, "Hey, you know what I proposed was a little bit too harsh," and you know it or so, you know something like that. I'd be willing to listen. I, I'm always willing to give people second chances. I'm not, I'm not unreasonable. I'm not like our president. I don't make my mind up all based on stupid information and, and, and don't change it with changing facts. I'm, I'm willing to, to, to listen, but I don't think he's going to. Um, but let me, just put, let me just put in perspective, though. Let me point out that um, considering that they've been doing very horribly, horrible, horribly, they've been doing very... They've been underperforming for many, many years. It, it's not as hard to have the Dolphins in the rearview mirror as opposed to having the same stance for, say, I don't know, the Eagles maybe or the Pats yeah, or something. It, look, you know? This is true, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be disingenuous and say that the fact that the Dolphins have sucked for so long and I fully expect them to suck again this year doesn't play and make it easier for me to walk away. Um, it, it does. It makes it much easier. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a frustrated fan on top of everything just from their poor performance. So it's a lot easier for me at this point to go ahead and cut ties. Would it, would it be fair to say, like, if maybe you found out you were allergic, you had this new allergy to lima beans, like, well, I, I didn't really like lima beans that much to begin with, so the fact that I can't eat them now is not that big a deal, you know? I, I fucking hate lima beans, so if I have an I know. allergy, Here's I'll never thing. find out. Everybody hates lima beans because lima beans suck. They are the awful. I call them they're the devil's. God awful. I call them the do- devil's lagoon. They're they're awful. So you know they're just <laughs> so. But no, yeah, the the, the 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 inability of the dolphins to put together a winning season does help make this a lot easier for me to go away. And and yeah. I, I've been watching. I'm I'm a, I'm not a fan of reality TV, but I am a sucker for hard knocks every year. I love right. the. I love HBO's Hard Knocks. I've been watching the Cleveland Browns one, and I'm wow. watching. I'm, but I'm watching Jarvis Landry. I'm watching him talk to his teammates. I'm watching him train and practice and show Wait, up. The early. Jarvis Landry that used to be with the Dolphins. Yeah, and and yes, he's with the Cleveland Browns now, and he is absolutely positively a leader on that field every practice. And I think about how our inept coach Adam Gase got rid of the guy because he wasn't his guy, and I'm like. How is this guy not your guy? You should be his guy. The effort that this guy is putting into practice, the effort this guy is putting in to talking to his teammates and trying to help them improve, should make you his guy. You shouldn't worry well, about he him sure, being your guy. He sure showed a Ajayi last season. He really showed him. Oh, yeah. Putting a Super Bowl ring on his finger sure did teach him a lesson. So. <laughs> All right. So any final thoughts? 
I don't know how much more do you have on this topic because we have so uh, much stuff to get to. Uh, just, uh, just to kind of quickly end it, I did put up on Twitter, who should I pick as my next team? I'm walking away from the Dolphins, but I'm not walking away from the NFL. Well, here's the thing: is that as being a Dolphins fan, I've had a backup team or a couple backup teams for many, many years now. So. You should already have a backup team that you can just fall back to. I, I you know, the Broncos, the Giants. Who, who is your backup team? Well, I initially thought it might be the Indianapolis Colts for two reasons. One, I'm a big fan of Andrew Luck, and he's healthy this year. I think he's a great quarterback. Uh, and two, I'm a big fan of T.Y. Hilton, the wide receiver. He's an FIU grad. Uh, I went to FIU. So I, we don't have a whole lot of NFL players that have one that's really good. Uh, made me kind of want to go for them. So I thought about them for a while. I also thought about the New York Giants for a while, mainly because they beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And they will always, always have my undying affection for that act, making but... sure that Brady has two less rings. The New York Giants will have a lot of affection. But they are still from New York. That made it very difficult to say I wanted to root for them. So I settled... <laughs> I wait, wait, wait. What do you have against, what do you have against New York? Uh, they have the Jets. But it's a completely different conference. I know, I know. Still, it, you, you've you been in South Florida a good part of your life. You know down here we always talk shit about New York. It's just the way it is. But it's the way it is. So, New York's not That's so the way bad. it's always been. It's the way it's always going to be. No, Jer- New Jersey. No, that that yeah. that's a cesspool right there. And but don't even get me started I, I, about Delaware. I actually, but New York is fun. I actually made a decision. It wasn't the Colts, and it wasn't the Giants. I decided the problem I have with this whole issue is rich white fucks like Donald Trump, and the rich white fucks like Donald Trump. Okay, I know where you're Bob going. Can Kraft I guess? I, I know where you're going from. I, or I know where you're going Steven to. Can I Ross, guess what team? And Jerry Jones are the fucking problem. So I decided okay, to so go Okay, so wait, with. no, no, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. You go. You guess. It's the Packers. It's the Green Bay Packers. The community I knew the answer owned to that. I knew the answer. I know you long Bay enough. Packers. Yes. That is Cuz they're owned. They're uh, publicly owned, right? Yes, that is owned? my they are fan owned. That is my NFL team. As long as Steven Ross is alive or owning the Dolphins, I will be going for Aaron Rodgers. I'll be going for Devontae Adams. All right. I'll be going for Clay Matthews, Jamal Williams, Randall Cobb, and UM grad Jimmy Graham at tight end. I am a Green Bay Pack. I am a cheesehead from this day forward. Oh, you have to get your cheesehead. Do you have your cheesehead? I don't have a cheesehead. I need to go buy one. I need to go buy an Aaron Rodgers jersey. I am a cheesehead. Wow. This is a... This is uh, kind of shocking to me. Uh, it's like it's like you're coming out of the closet as a Packers fan. I this this is not an easy decision. I have been a Dolphin fan my entire life. I there's a picture of me at two years old wearing a Larry Zonka jersey. Uh, it is hard to walk away from this team. It 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 you you would think it wouldn't be as awful as they've been for the past twenty years, but it's still hard to do it. But I have to stand for something, man. I cannot let this administration, this man in the White House, set the tone on everything in my life, and I have to push back. 
So you are dumping a substandard football team in favor of uh, like a team that won the Super Bowl uh, like within the past five years. When did Aaron Rodgers? He was it was like his first or second season that they won the Super Bowl. Right? They they they've won it a lot more recently than the Dolphins. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's it's it's, not, it's yeah, been a little bit longer that. than five years, I think. But it's been within I think the last decade they've won. So yeah. All right then. So you're a. <clears throat> A Packers fan. You're a Packer, if you yes. will. Yes, yes. So now let me ask you a question, We're, and this will be the, the, the cap on this particular discussion. Are you joining me in the protest? No. I, don't no. The, I have a new goddamn newborn baby. I don't have the energy to do pretty much anything anymore. Pro, oh, protest. I'm so exhausted. No, it's not. It's, not, it's, it's, it, it's a protest that doesn't require any energy. It just means... If I'm sitting on my couch on my ass and watching football, I'm watching this team instead of this team. No, it requires energy because I'll like I'll have my own. I have my habits. I have my my natural rhythm of things. Like oh, Sunny. Oh, that's okay. When's the Dolphins on? Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. I'm gonna. I don't watch the Dolphins anymore. See, there's that extra thing at the end that's outside of the norm that I don't have the energy for. <coughs> okay. Okay. So. Okay, Sunny. Hey, what time are they playing? See, it's just, it's just, it comes naturally. I've been doing it for so long. I can't just stop and think. Oh wait, I have to look up the. I have to look. Well, for me, it wouldn't necessarily be the Packers. We're like, oh wait, it's a different team. Oh, I don't care. No, no, there's now, now it's a creature habit. Okay, and and it's not possible for you to be a Ravens fan, huh? Oh no, that's not possible. Oh, I, hate, I despise them. <laughs> but like again, so like. There's just too much. You you can only stand for so much upheaval in your life at a yeah. given time. Brand new baby, so I can't just in the dolphins at the same time. So I just can't. Okay, okay, okay. We, we we understand. We understand. Again, like major changes coming. Brand new baby, a vasectomy in the horizon, which I want to talk about. Really? Okay. So have you do you have you had one? I don't know. If, is it too personal no. a question? No, no, it's not. It's fine. I'm, I'm willing to share this. Um, I would have had one if it weren't for the fact that my wife had to have a C-section with both of our children, and during the second C-section, she made the decision to have the doctor go ahead and, and do a tubal ligation at that point. Oh, okay. So, if 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 it had been a natural childbirth for her, uh, I wouldn't have put her through a surgery. I would have had it, but since hey. While you're in there, can you just tie things? Gotcha. Off? Okay. And that's that's how it happens. So. Okay. All right. Because uh, that's on the horizon. I got an appointment coming up here soon to get an eval. Oh. But, uh, awesome. Yeah. So I was gonna get your advice, but I guess I can't ask for your advice. But. Uh, I but I yeah. I've had I've had friends that have had it, and here's my advice. Okay. Do it do it near the end of the week. Buy yourself a lot of frozen peas. Sit on your couch with them on your crotch and watch football. So, if I put frozen peas on my crotch, I'm going to have a lot of frozen peas, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but, uh, right, they say that you're supposed to, like, chill for a day. So, like, end of the week, sit around, watch football. It, That's not a bad on, idea, but... Yeah, do it on a Thursday, so you can watch Thursday night, and you can watch Sunday. Milk it, man. Milk it, dude. I don't know if milking is the appropriate... Um, cliche to use in this particular circumstance, you know, just just really okay. jerk it, man. You know, just really just grab it, grab you know, grab pro, it, take it by both hands, grab prolong it, <laughs> grab the bull by the horns. You know, but yeah. not the proper, not the proper <laughs> euphemisms, cliches, and or analogies. <laughs> what we're talking about vasectomy, you know. <laughs>
Oh, I think we got a clip. But uh, so I got that on the horizon. So this is my this is my only take on that. My only haha take on that, which is, okay. I want a guy doctor. Really? Not because yes, I want a guy doctor. Not because I have any doubt about the, you know, the talent or um, ability of a female doctor. It's just that. These are my, my sensitive boys, and I want a guy who understand what it feels like, and who who in the back of his mind be be extra gentle because he knows he knows what it entails. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I know it's, say, stu- it's stupid, but like I want a guy to do it, not a female. I think you're doctor. foolish because there's plenty of guys that pay women to touch their junk in this world, and you have a chance to have one do it for free. I, I don't really get off a doc. I got a female again. I have a female primary care physician, so I've not. I, that, that no, when you, it's a doctor, there's no, there's no, no, nah, there's no. You don't really combine the like medical attention and like sexual arousal. Those now, why would really it, hold, on, hold on? Why would a female doctor not be able to do a a a uh, vasectomy on you? I I don't. I didn't, I, I mean, why? why no, would she... it's not. The, uh, no, it's not about the capability. It's the idea that um, a guy has the same equipment, so he he understands what it's like. Maybe in terms of trying to, like, oh, I'm going to make this as painless as possible for you, sort of so, thing. Because you know what? If I, if it was happening to me, I would want somebody to do the same. You know. So, are you saying only women should be gynecologists? Uh, no, but there are an awful lot of women gynecologists. Uh, that's not what I asked. Actually, now that I think about it, when I would go with my wife to the the center, like because we would go to the the, the OBGYN center, was like the pool of doctors. They were all women. Okay. So, in- inadvertently, you might be in fact pointing out that, you know, and I, of course I'm basing this on absolutely no research, but maybe it it's, it seems to me that there are more women gynecologists than men gynecologists. I think it's probably because of things in the 70s and 80s like Hand the Rocks the Cradle where men gynecologists were molesting their patients, but, you know, that could be... It's kind of dark, nah. But again, it's, 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 not, it's not about the capability of a doctor to do this, again, because my primary care physician is, is, is female. It's the idea that, well, he has junk the same as me, so he understands. He's going to be a little bit more empathetic in terms of the junk. Now, now, let me, now we must transition to the joke I thought of, which was... So I want a guy, I want a guy to do the procedure. My worst case scenario for somebody doing this procedure is not only, like, not only a female urologist, but like a lesbian urologist whose wife just left her for a man. So like a, a doctor, a urologist who's looking to get some payback on some testicles. That's like my worst case scenario right there. You, you, you. You've got a misconception, and and, and I say I this as, as someone who's 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 friends with a lesbian. Lesbians don't hate men. Quite the contrary, they like men quite fine. They hang out with men, and they get along with men fine. They just I, aren't attracted I, to I, them. That's it. No, no, I don't think that lesbians hate men. The, just the, in this women, scena- in women, this scenario, the women that hate men the most are heterosexual women that have had enough of our shit. <laughs> Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe the best urologist to perform a vasectomy would in fact be a gay guy because not only he has the equipment but he really enjoys all aspects of it and you he know? knows how to stroke your prostate <laughs> ooh a bonus there so. 
Hey, anything uh, under the anesthesia, anything goes. I'm open to anything. Hey. <laughs> Apparently. Go ahead. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Vegas, Vegas what jail and anesthesia. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> what happens during the procedure stays in the procedure. You know, that's all I'm saying. But uh, so that on the horizon. Ultimately, my goal for this, just like anything else I do in my life, is just the material, yeah. right? But. Uh, all right, so that's kind of the. I think I have in a week or two. I have an, an appointment for an eval. Like I said, and I, I'm not, I, I better be an eval because I'm mentally preparing myself. Like, I think I think you're doing it at the right time. You're doing it during football season. I think that is the perfect time to do it. So. I, I'm not going to get a lot of mileage out of this. It's, it's like it's supposed to be like a an hour of recovery afterwards. No, nope, like ever, a day, ever. A day off of work. No, no, no. Don't you have you told her this? I have not. Good. Don't be a fool. <laughs> so you gotta, I gotta play the uh, that poker face is what you're saying. This is a three to four day recovery. Okay. Okay. Three to four days. What else? What else? That that allows I... that allows Thursday night football, Sunday football, and if you play your cards right, Monday night football as well. So. Hmm, what else can I work out of it? Like, like a meal or like something. Some like I was trying. To, I was trying to say, well, I'm not going to be able to do any heavy lifting or anything. You know. <laughs> no heavy lifting. Um, lots of football. Lots of frozen peas, and you don't have to go to her mother-in-law to your to your mother-in-law's for Thanksgiving. So I worked that in there some way. <laughs> okay. So. All right. I shall. I shall keep that in mind. You talk about heavy lifting, like it just reminds me that I have a three and a half year old that's like fifty pounds, and the only time I really have to lift her is when, um, like, we get home from a car trip and she's passed out in the car, yeah. and I have to pick her out of her car seat and I have to carry her up the stairs. It's coming to the point where like, she's not like over my shoulder. I'm now holding her like, like you, you might carry a bride over the threshold. That's like a, a type of. I'm trying to get you to visualize how you might carry a 50 pounder yeah, up a flight of stairs. I it's don't need to like visualize a, it. So, but like it's pretty soon it's going to be like a fireman's carry, which is like what over the shoulders to lift this this motherfucking giant three and a half year old. I had to, I had to carry a 55 to 60 pounder for like two hours at the end of a Disney trip one time. So I don't need to. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, waiting but in line for the monorail to get how out of the fucking park. She's what six. is the age? She's six. She, so. uh, mine's three and a half, and she's fifty pounds. So yeah. fuck you. <laughs> so. Um, this is this. I don't know. Just we're coming to a point in the conversation where I'm kind of like my energy's winding down. I feel like I could use like a break, like sort of a lift. So this this will be a good transition to my next topic, which was I want to talk about. I want to talk about some some zany news topics because I think you mentioned to me in a text or something you said you want to try to cover you want to try to discuss the lesser noticed news stories so maybe this is a transition to talk about some zany kind of weird news stories because okay. you'll see you'll see the connection and turn you'll see the connection in a second if we start talking about it okay yeah let, let me let me before you go into it let me just kind of go into what I meant by that it's just like when you look at the news it's like all Trump all the time and there's even oh, some yeah. aspects of the Trump administration that haven't been covered properly. Like, the, the, the death of the soldiers in, in, in Niger was never really covered properly. You know, we, we were over there for, it was, it, was a, it was a mission that wasn't supposed to happen. There was no support for them. All that, you know, that was, that, 
that's almost to me that that's almost the same as as the Benghazi situation under under Obama, and we had Hillary Clinton dragged in in front of Congress for for years over that, and this just, it just got brushed aside on this one. But beyond Trump, because it's hypocritical like, bullshit. That's yeah, the bottom line. Yeah, but beyond Trump, things like water on Mars is getting just a blurb. We found water on Mars, and it's a blurb. Um, Are they, we found it, or we we think. We so think, I think we I found saw, it. Yeah, yeah, I saw that story. We think there's a lake but, under Mars. We're yeah, not sure though. Yeah, but I mean that should be the headlines. The fact that um, the fact that Pennsylvania is 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 investigating like three hundred priests for pedophilia. Oh yeah, that was that came out like yesterday or something. Yeah, wow. yeah, that should be blasted everywhere, and it's not being. Because we're but the thing is, the most is to me is that it's not Trump shocking and because Omarosa and all this bullshit. It's it's not. It shouldn't be surprising to any, anyone because this has been going on for years in the Catholic Church. No, and no. this is the, just the, the latest the, in a string. The fact the fact that it happened shouldn't surprise people, but the fact that a state AG is prosecuting that many people at one time for this is pretty surprising and pretty newsworthy. Okay, I didn't hear it. Wait, you have to repeat that. I the, I believe the state of Pennsylvania is filing charges, I think, up to, to around 300. So I didn't see that part invest, of the story. I don't know if they're charging or they're investigating, but they're investigating like 300 members of the Catholic Church clergy for charges of pedophilia. and It's... it's Okay, so let's let's bring it all together. So I want to I want to open up the old um, the segment, the tinfoil hat segment. Can we do that? Sure. Because it segues directly from this. So the what about now tinfoil hat segment? Couple things to talk about. Couple things. Number one, um, um, in the in the lore, the the mythos of like. Um, like predicting the future. There was a guy years and years ago, you know, probably a thousand or two years ago. Um, and I have absolutely no facts in front of me, any names. But it was this guy who tried to predict every pope, like, till the end of time. Okay. So I have a little, I have a little homework to provide more details, but there was a guy, like a Nostradamus type guy. He was not Nostradamus, but it was a prognosticator. Many, many years ago, he basically sat down so that he came up with this list of popes. Okay. And it was, they were very cryptic. Like, this, the next pope, he was the pope of the olive branch, and the next pope was the pope of the thorny rose. You know? It was like this vague bull, prediction, uh, bullshit prediction. But it was like this supposed list. Okay. The supposed list of all the popes till the end of time. Okay. And there was a last, there was a last pope. And supposedly, we are in the last pope. According to this guy, and you know, so upon your first, your first thought might be, well, oh my God, the, the, you know, the world's going to come to an end. No, I don't. But on the, but on the other hand, the thought that comes to me is that the Catholic Church is going to come to an end. I don't think all that this, either. Right, but I'm saying, but if anything yeah. could, it would be all these scandals to essentially destroy the Catholic Church. Yeah. It could, it but could. anyway, so this I want to. So this ties in perfectly with the whole tinfoil hat thing, and I have. And I want to be ready. I have another tinfoil hat news segment. Go for it. They think they've solved the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle. Ooh. 
Ooh, have you heard about this one? I, you know, I saw a blurb the other day, and I didn't get a chance to read the article. So please, go on. Two words. Okay. Rogue waves. They think that all these ships that are disappearing in the Bermuda Triangle was because there's this phenomenon, phenomenon called a rogue wave, where out of the blue, you get this giant 50, 100-foot-tall wave, like just one of them or two of them, out of nowhere in calm seas or... Um, I mean, and the technical definition of a rogue wave is like a wave that's like more than twice the size of like the average swell. Right. But basically, like out of nowhere, you get this hundred foot tall wave, and okay. they think that's the cause of all the ships in the, the disappearances in the Bermuda Triangle because there's something about that particular area where it's like more prone to develop rogue waves. Okay. Now that essentially now, that that was the story. Now I find that interesting, but to put a little asterisk in that particular explanation. Was there not also a squadron of planes in the late 40s or early 50s that flew into the Bermuda Triangle and disappeared as well? Oh, you're talking about Flight 19. Okay. That's... I couldn't remember the flight number, but okay. Flight 19 out of Fort Lauderdale. I believe I have heard of it, yes. Mm -hmm. No, it was, a, it was a rogue wave that got... Boom. It was a, they didn't even see it. They were flying low, got hit by a 100-foot tall wave. Boom. Gone. Done. End of story. Next question. Oh, that's that's really you put that in a bow, didn't you? <laughs> I I will solve the problem without a shred of evidence. <laughs> that's just the, you know you just got to just have to take it on faith. You know it's, it's about yes. belief. It's that's about it. having faith in your Trumpian like uh, co-host. <laughs> I'm a grifter. I'm a swindler. I'm a con man. But believe believe me, I know about the Bermuda Triangle. I know more about the Bermuda Trial than anybody. Believe me. Some people say you're the most knowledgeable person about the Bermuda Triangle. I know about more about the Bermuda Triangle than any of these scientists. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's these rogue waves. Now, what's a what's a rogue wave? If anybody tells you something else might be behind the Bermuda Triangle, that is fake news. It's fake news, and you know what? They're enemies. They're enemies. They're the enemies of the people. Enemies of the people. Yes. Yes. But you know what's not an enemy of the people? This podcast. This podcast is not an enemy of the people. We're a friend of the people. But you know who you know who is an enemy of the people though? Who's that? I gotta I have to shout this out because there's a, a really cool author. Often in the evening when I'm doing my chores late at night, I like I put on a YouTube video and I listen to it. And the one I've been listening to lately, there's an author, a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, journalist by the name of David K. Johnston. Okay. And he's put out a couple books about Trump that are really good. Just a little shout out. So if anybody's interested in the last, go to YouTube and just like watch some of his lectures. It's, they're really good. And I'm just I'm just mentioning it to you because so you should do that. Just go to YouTube and Google like David K. Johnston and and talking about his new book. It's really or his last book about Trump. Okay. It's really interesting. Really right. interesting. I'll check it out. Absolutely. But but uh, what else? What else we got? So Bermuda Trump. And then finally, this is my final thing. My final thing I want to talk about, and I don't, this, I don't know if this falls under the, the tinfoil hat, but it's like one of these weird, every day every, or, or many times a week, you see in the news, like these weird medical articles. Like the latest study says, right? Okay. So do we need a new segment? Because it's not really tinfoil hat, but it's like the latest in we, scientific weird studies. The name is, is a work in progress, but I feel like we should have a segment for like the latest stupid study. The what about now stupid study segment. There, there's, there's, there's an easy name for this. I can't believe you're missing it. 
Uh, go ahead. It's weird science. Why? Why is that weird? It's not science I'm talking about. I specifically mean medical studies, not scientific studies. Is medicine not science? It is, but science, <laughs> all science is not medicine. Not all, all medicine is science, but all science is not medicine. I didn't say all science was medicine. But if we call it weird science, then we leave ourselves open to other things that aren't medicine, like science. All right, so you want the weird science segment. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a fat pitch over the plate, buddy. Child of the <laughs> 80s here, you're giving me something weird about science. Yeah, it's going to be weird science. <laughs> All right, I'll give you the alliteration. You get the weird science segment. Okay. All right. So there was some study about people being admitted to hospitals with mania. And when I, when I say mania, you know, because, like, I guess bipolarness was used to be called manic depressiveness. You know, and basically really high highs, low, low, low yeah. lows. And now it's by, you know, names change. It's bipolar. Yeah. But there's there a study about like when people are admitted to a hospital for mania. Like one of the questions they asked them was about eating eating jerky because they think there's some sort of link between the nitrites in beef jerky and having manic episodes. Really? Isn't that weird? People I that love are in hospitals. Beef, I love beef jerky. I love beef jerky. I, I don't love beef jerky, not at all, but in my hand right now, I have a package of beef jerky. We're going to put this to the test. Is it Jack Link's? It is Jack Link's. Jack oh. Link's beef jerky. I what flavor? actually, what flavor? I don't really eat beef. It is Jack Link's teriyaki snack strip. I love teriyaki. So, oh, that's a good choice, so, my friend. Discla- okay, and the ingredients, the last ingredient is sodium nitrite so i figure we do a little completely unscientific study okay. now the thing the length let me just explain the lengths i go to because i basically i don't eat very much beef right for various various health and or moral reasons i really don't eat a lot of beef but okay. for the sake of the show i'll do anything i'll do anything for the show and so i was looking at usually i do turkey jerky and i was looking at the turkey jerky and i couldn't all the turkey jerky didn't have nitrites mm-hmm. so i was like fuck me i have to get some it has to be right i'm gonna have to get some some beef jerky. So okay. I have this little uh, <clears throat> Jack Link's teriyaki snack strip, 60 calories. The final ingredient is sodium nitrate. So while we're here, let me hear a little rustling in the package. I'm going to take a bite of beef jerky and let's see if I get a nice energy boost, some mania going, if you will. What okay. do you think? There you go. I think you've been a madman ever since I've known you, so I don't think I can trace the beef jerky. Mmm. <laughs> wow, this is really quite average. <laughs> hey, mm. it's wonderful. That is the food of the gods, mm. my friend. Teriyaki beef jerky. These are some pretty lame gods, though. <laughs> yeah. It's lowercase g. What do you expect? All right, come on. <laughs> oh, man. Food of the gods? Well, must be one of those, like, uh, what did Carlin used to say? My God has a bigger dick than your God. <laughs> you think this is... You know, people, the, the, the biggest cause, again, I don't want to turn our podcast to a Carlin routine, but like he used to say, two questions. Most people got killed because of the two questions they answered wrong. Do you believe in God? No. Boom. Dead. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in God? Yes. Do you believe in my God? No. 
boom, dead. dead. <laughs> my God has a bigger dick than your God. Anyway, so I'm going to keep this by my side. Okay. That was um, d- delightful. And then as we're sitting here, I'm going to nosh, do a little nosh. Ooh. And uh, maybe we'll build some mania. Some unabashed, out-of-control mania. What do you think? Mania. I-, I would love to see you have some unabashed mania. Unabashed mania. Ooh, another possible title right there, unabashed or, or, mania. Or a phrase of pace. Or a phrase of pace. I, I can't remember what the other one was. Good thing we have this on tape. <laughs> but, uh... It wasn't... Okay, the other so one was... Wasn't it, uh... It was ever loving ineptitude. I think I can't something ever, like that. We we have it recorded, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we lose the recording, then it doesn't matter because we won't need the title. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, all right. So you want to talk about some pop culture? A couple big pop culture things. You want to talk about that? I think we need to do an in memoriam before we start. The okay. Is this a lightning in memoriam or a regular in memoriam? Uh, I've only got two in the top of my head, so. Um, one is very close to home today because it just happened. You know, very close to home. It happened today. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. The Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, has passed away today. Aretha Franklin. I always like mispronounce her name, but uh, she did pass away today. Yes. yes and yes. Um, she was. She was like seventy something, seventy six. Yes, she wasn't very old, but um, she had been in ill health. Uh, they, they announced that earlier this week, so it, uh, the family kind of prepped the world for it. Um, Right, right, but right. It doesn't doesn't change the fact that we she was a, a excellent singer, excellent. Look, well, I mean, you don't you don't easily throw about titles like the Queen of Soul. No, no. That was be what, what was James? What was James Brown? Was he the King of Soul? What he was, was the, the Godfather of Soul? The Godfather. Wait, so yeah. who's the King of Soul? Was there a King of Soul? I don't think there was a King of Soul. Oh, how come she wasn't the How come she wasn't the Godmother of Soul? Uh, She's the Queen, but he's the Godfather. I, I sense a disconnect there. I'm gonna vote Otis Redding. If I have to vote, I'll vote Otis Redding. So, okay, Otis Red, Redding as the King of Soul. Yeah, I love Otis. Name two Otis Redding songs, and neither of them can be Dock of the Bay. Go. Uh, try a little tenderness, and respect. Now, I'll have to take your word, because I don't know that those are correct, but I'm impressed. Okay. Actually, Otis Redding wrote the song Respect, recorded it first. Aretha Franklin's... Oh, you mean like R-E-S-P-C-T? Yes, Aretha Franklin's version is a cover. And his, his reaction wow. to her cover was, I wrote the song, but she made it hers. Well, let, let's be honest. Most of these famous divas and or kings tend to not write their own stuff. Elvis never wrote a goddamn song in his life. Aretha, you I know, think he wrote, natural I think he wrote a couple. I thought he wrote a couple. Yeah. Aretha Franklin, Natural Woman, was Carol King. Um, who else am I... Who's like these big ones? Like, you know, you become a personality like that. It's not, you don't necessarily... Or no, you're, you're a performer. Glenn Campbell... I was shocked. Glenn Campbell never wrote a goddamn song in his no, life. He that. was a performer. Okay. But he, if you look at the credits, he didn't write a goddamn song in his life, except for maybe this one of the one or two from his last album, maybe. Okay. But like his all okay. I don't want to get all the Glenn Campbell letter writing people sending me, right. not email because the people who are Glenn Campbell fans don't even know how to use their email. But like, like the big hits by Glenn Campbell, he didn't write any of those. But. I, and I know that you, you write songs, and so you're taking a look at it from a songwriter's perspective. 
I'm going to take a look at it from just a person who listens to performers. music. Performers. I have absolutely nothing a, a against performers. Right. Nothing against performers. And to me, it's not who did what in creating the work of art. It's what the work of art meant to me. And, you know, as great as Carol King's songwriting is, as great an artist she is in and of her own right, her version of A Natural Woman doesn't speak to people like Aretha's version does. So... No, I, I totally agree, but like... You know, Dolly Parton uh, wrote I Will Always Love You, but Whitney Houston's version is the one that really speaks to people. Sometimes it also, takes it's, more... Also, it's a much better, it's a much better arrangement. Yeah, it, 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 sometimes it takes more than just the one person. Sometimes it takes that collaboration to elevate it to the level of art that is truly appreciated. No. I, uh... I think I'm, I'm starting to get worked up here. I'm really, I'm really disagreeing with you. I don't know what it is. Some, some sort of, some sort of it's, wave, some sort of feeling. But I'm wow, really getting really? worked up over this topic. Wow. Okay. And I really am on the side of songwriters, <laughs> and I just, I don't know these performers that don't write songs. I just, I just don't high them, hold them in as high esteem as I do the songwriting performers. I just don't know what it is, you but seem, this is really getting me worked up. You seem a little manic right now. I am not manic. I don't know why you think that I'm manic. That's kind of insulting for you to say that. I would appreciate it if you don't bandy bound, just toss around terms, manic like that. I do not appreciate that. You're almost bipolar in your reaction to things. Uh, by the way, if you go back, because like I watched The Fly, you know, the, the what you call it, the Cronenberg Fly from 85 with Jeff Goldblum. Okay. I watched it as a kid, and then like you watch it as an adult again, and you don't realize, like, because you have a different set of eyes, a different right, and like. Right. It was such an amazing manic performance that he did in that that you don't notice as a kid, right? I, I, I haven't seen it in years. I remember really enjoying that movie, though, but I have not oh, seen it. Oh, go back and watch it. Yeah. Yeah, go back and watch it. It was like, like wow, that was a performance by, by yeah. Mr. Goldblum. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like I'm coming back down to earth. I feel like I should take a deep breath, relax, and have another bite of beef jerky. Okay. Yeah. Mmm. Mm. Let's continue our discussion. I uh, speaking of old movies I haven't watched in a while. Uh, I I I brought out uh, a DVD to show the girls because you know they were old enough to enjoy it, and we watched. Sorry, what? We watched Willow the other day. I've never even seen that. You've never seen Willow, huh? I've never seen Willow. Oh wow! It is a. It is. I wouldn't. It's not a great movie. It. it it's not. I've even. I've even. Shook the hand of the. St- Star of Willow. Yes, Warwick Davis. But I've, but I've never seen the movie. Uh, you know what? It's 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 a fun movie. It's a good family film. It's a thoroughly disposable but enjoyable two hours. I think I think you should watch it. I think uh, watch it with your daughter. Okay, yeah, I'll put it on the list. It's fun. So I just re- realized yesterday I have I have not seen Schindler's List. I'm kind of. We're watching. Actually, we're watching. There's a good new Wait. Spielberg documentary on HBO. We're watching. You have not seen Schindler's List. I have not seen Schindler's List. You know, I have a, a a Warsaw Ghetto Pass. I might pull your card, sir. You don't have the authority to pull my card. I I don't know. I think I have given you a temporary authority to make a Jewish slur. I have not given you the authority. I thought it was a joke. Pull not my so Jew much card. a slur. There was a joke, not a slur. Let's uh, let's get that straight. A, a f- okay, okay, okay. Uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're completely right. It has to be a, fu- a funny slur. <laughs> a funny slur. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I wanted to make a joke. <laughs> you don't have the authority to pull my Junis. I'm gonna call Steven Spielberg. He's gonna pull you. I am ninety nine point nine percent 
Steven Spielberg has the right to pull your Junus. <laughs> mm, he yes. married a non-Jew. I don't, uh, he, I don't no, think so. He has your right. He has the right to pull it. He married Kate Capshaw. It he does not a, matter. He, Steven, a Shiksa. A, a Goya. A Goyon, It actually. does not matter. Steven Spielberg is the end-all, be-all. Nope, sorry. When he divorced Amy, divorced Amy Irving and Mary Kate Capshaw, he when lost he divorced, his right to pull my When he divorced Amy Irving? When he divorced, oh, certainly. <laughs> I know, it's his jerky. This jerky's going to win. When he divorced Amy Irving and Mary Kate Capshaw, he lost the right to pull my Jew cards. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. So, so Big fan, big fan of Steve. Sorry. So all the women you've slept with in the past have been Jewish, huh? I didn't say that. <laughs> Just the one I married. <laughs> we we didn't say anything about fornicated. Oh, okay, okay. Fornicating's fine. Huh? Uh, unlawful carnal knowledge, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh no, I got a whole. I don't know. I got a. I, I don't know if I have a nice rainbow. <laughs> oh, whatever. I digress. <laughs> the United Colors of Benetton in your bedroom, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but let's not uh, go away too far from uh, the in memoriam. I did also want to. Pay tribute to Charlotte Ray. Yeah, that's all I had. Just those yeah, two. Yeah, who's passed away, uh, Mrs. Garrett from the Facts of Life. For yeah, as she, you know, as she taught us over the years, you take the good, you take the take bad, the bad, take them both, and there you have the Facts, facts of, of life. life. Yes. Classes to Mrs. Uh, Garrett. Charlotte Ray, the last man standing, is Todd Bridges. That is so sad. He, wow. I think he even tweeted out a picture saying how he missed everybody. That is that's very sad. I mean, you would expect. I mean, Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson was kind of a guest star, you know. Yeah, but as far as the the, the regulars, core, yeah. right? The core. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's her... it's understandable that Charlotte Ray and Conrad Bain have passed away. They they passed away of old age, and that is. The thing is that they really outlived all the other kids. Yeah. But he for... died recently. Yeah, yeah, but for Dana Plato and and. and um, Gary, Gary Coleman. Coleman, yeah, for Gary Coleman and Dana Plata to pass away the way they did. He was considered by VH1 the number one child actor of all time. He people forget if you did not live in the eighties, you do not know how 70. big Gary yeah. Coleman was. So, yeah, late seventies, early eighties. But when would the movies come out? Did the movies come out in the seventies or eighties? Things like Oh Heavenly Kid and Pro- things like that. Probably both. Yeah. So I mean, he was. Huge. He was a super on the right on the right track. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. What were some of the other? It was on the right track. Oh, heavenly kid. Oh, I don't know. God, he did like several. He was the. Were they actual movies or they TV movies? No, they were movies. They were movie movies. Yes. Man, so what else? Yeah, Charlotte Ray. She she has left us. What else? Um. You want, you want to do a little business? You want to talk a little shop? Let's talk shop! Now, uh, I think I should open up with the fact that there has been a seismic shift um, in the classification of our podcast. Okay. So, as, as our longtime listener knows, um, we have the serious segment. The serious And segment. I don't know if we... You know the serious segment? The series segment, because we are classified as news. I put a question mark on the end. News? Yeah, news? The other day I looked at iTunes, 
and it now has us as a comedy. What? I couldn't believe it. They got their somebody got their act together. It was either iTunes or um, Castbox or both of them. But we're now listed as comedy iTunes, so we are no longer a news. You know, a strictly I, news podcast. I never thought we were news, but I'm really hard pressed to say we're comedy either. <laughs> Do they have a category called train wreck? Um, yes, but it's currently occupied by the current presidential administration. Oh, okay. We'll have to wait at least another two years to occupy it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. So, so we are comedy. Yeah. We are comedy, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to we laugh. We are comedy. Don't forget to laugh. Now, we can still do a serious segment if we want to, but we're not required to do it anymore. I'm always willing to do a serious segment. I, I almost yeah. feel like I did earlier with the the whole NFL thing. So I, I kind of feel like I fulfilled that part. But we're doing it for the sheer love of the serious segment and not yes. because we're trying to pander to our iTunes no. listeners. Yes, yes. Now, we, we're still happy, extremely happy to pander to our iTunes listeners. Oh, I pander to anybody. But just in a completely different way, in a non-serious segment way. We're, 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 pand- we're happy to pander. Yes. Absolutely. But... Uh, See. So what else? Some business. So you wanna? Are we ready to do like uh, a phrase that pays, or a little throwing out, throw it to social media sort of thing? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and do that. Um, Where are we? Well, uh, we are pretty much everywhere where your favorite podcasts are. We are on Castbox, which is my personal favorite because Castbox was very responsive this past couple weeks. I asked them to consider dropping Alex Jones in InfoWars like so many other social media outlets have done. And within 24 hours, I'm not saying it was because of my personal tweet to them, but I think it was part of a conglomeration of tweets to them. They agreed that CastBox was no place for Alex Jones or InfoWars. Wow. Yeah, that's funny you say because I've had some technical problems with them. And they respond really quickly yeah. to like emails and say, "Hey, like I was having I was having some trouble with the logo, or whatever. Remember remember those days, but yeah, but uh, they're really responsive. They, yeah, they have dropped uh, Infowars from the Castbox family, which I'm, all right, I'm happy. And if you think that is a abridgment of Alex Jones's uh, constitutional right to free speech, uh, go back and read the Constitution because you clearly don't understand <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> but." We are on CastBox, we are on iTunes, we are on Podbean, we are on Stitcher, we are on Pocket Cast, we are on Google Play Music. Google Play Music. Did you say tune in? I uh, did not say tune in. We are on tune in. Um, did I lose anybody? Did I miss anybody? Uh, I don't know. Let's just say we got it all. I, obviously, iTunes, uh, that's the biggie. I think that's it. I think if, that's if, it. If we missed anybody, we apologize. And if there's some place we should be, let us know. Be Listener Prime. Put that in there. Hey, I really wish you were on this, that, or the other. And we will do the best to make sure that... We are on real... We're on real to real. We're on wax cylinder. We're on 78 RPM. I will send a passenger pigeon out of my window with a written copy of this podcast to you. If that is what you want. Wow. So... You, you, you realize that a, a pigeon won't be able to carry like the printout of. How are we gonna do it? Is it gonna be like a CD or like a flash drive attached to the foot? Because like you can, are you thinking of like printing out a transcript and like a, a t- 
tying it to the leg of the bird because that's not going to because the bird will not be airborne. In that well, case. well, problem number one with my scenario is the passenger pigeon is extinct. So oh, you think? So, okay, not it's a carrier pigeon. <laughs> so I always get those two confused: the carrier pigeon and the passenger pigeon. I've actually seen so in the Denver Zoo they have a display where they have like stuffed pasture pigeons and it's very depressing when there's a little sign next to it that says extinct. Yeah, yeah, very, it is. But, uh, hmm, okay, so we'll, we'll science there. The pasture pigeon, well, we clearly have a Facebook post for the pasture pigeon right there. Basically, uh, let's see. basically we're saying that we're, we will be as responsive as you need us to be because we really are looking for Listener Prime. <laughs> Listener Prime, and what is, you what is, don't know... What does Listener Prime get? Listener Prime gets a ever-growing box full of junk. Also, what is Listener Prime... What is the responsibilities of Listener Prime? Uh, all they have to do is email us. What's the email address? Because I forget. Always forget the email address. <laughs> well, we it's Darren and Ted at gmail.com. D A R I N A N D T E D at gmail.com. Yes. And they can also I am us. They can send us a private message on Twitter or Facebook at What About Now Pod. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're accepting IMs now. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Also, if, if somebody contacts us, send us a direct, I think you can send a direct message yes. on Twitter or yes. on Facebook. That says, hey, I want to be listening to Prime, and here's the phrase that pays. And what's the phrase that pays going to be? This week, uh, I, what did we, what was the last thing we said? That was I, I was oh, like, I don't, I, was, I don't know what the phrase. Something was. about mania. I don't know. Um, I I I don't know what the. Uh, you know what? In honor, I'm going to make the phrase that pays this week, Queen of Soul. Wait, what about Double Daddy? Ooh, that's good too. We'll make it double daddy. We'll make it double double daddy. daddy. We'll make it the double daddy of soul. There you go. Double daddy of soul. The the double daddy of soul. And if this listener contacts us and says the phrase that pays is the double daddy of soul, not only will they become a listener prime and have all the benefits and access that go with that, like us speaking directly to you and ask, soliciting your opinion and your thoughts... And maybe even doing some sort of interview Ex- over Skype exactly. or over passenger pigeon, uh, pass notes from a passenger pigeon. Pigeon, but you will get a box full of crap, and we're going to add to the box full of crap. I'm gonna what add, are we going to add to the I'm box gonna, full of crap? I'm going to add a, bo- a bag of uh, Jacklings beef jerky this week. Teriyaki okay, flavor. There you go. <clears throat> no, we're going to make them. Because that's a food, that's a food that disclaimer. you can ship, and it won't go bad. <laughs> I think you might go bad before that. Th- uh, probably. Bad, right? So we're uh, we have Star Wars toys. We have cookies. We have broken drills. We have Professor Plum cards from Clue. And now we've thrown in a bag of beef jerky. This is except. What if our listener prime is bipolar? Then this might induce some sort of fit of mania in them. What about now? Accepts no liability for any mania caused by Jacklin's beef jerky. Might have to have him sign something. Nah. Oh, a non-disclosure agreement. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. So, yes, say the phrase that pays. Double Daddy of Soul. Double Daddy of Soul. And, and then they get the box of crap with the Jack yeah. Links. And you'll, you'll, you'll get cool. input on the podcast. The, a potential interview, probably with Ted, in the future for the podcast. Um, 
And yeah, it's we're really just looking for listener prime. Somebody to acknowledge to us, yes, I'm here and I'm listening to you guys and wow, you really suck, but I'm still entertained. Yeah. <laughs> Be patient. Yeah. Oh wait, hold on a second. I'm oh, sorry, I'm just making sure. I'm waiting for a nasty text message from my wife that says, get the fuck out of the basement and come take care of your newborn child. <laughs> Not yet. Ooh, it was a false alarm. False alarm. Thank God it was just a text for penis enlargement. Oh, <laughs> uh, But uh, what else? I just have one more thing to mention uh, as an aside, but did you see the big announcement about um, that there's going to be a new Picard-based Star Trek series? Yes, yes, I did. That nice, was, very nice. That was a big, big announcement. Um, makes me rethink about maybe I'm at a moral dilemma here. Do I now have a, <laughs> a financial responsibility to pay for CBS All Access? Because I was, wa- yeah. I, wa- I watched Discovery. By the way, I, I did enjoy season one of Discovery. Um, after watching the entire season, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with where the show is going and I want to watch more but now that they're adding a second Star Trek series one that features Patrick Stewart as John Luke Picard I almost feel like I have a responsibility to stop stealing and start paying <laughs> for this channel because that's the only way these things are continue to get, get get made is people like me supporting with my money so don't you recall from an episode uh, uh, back where we were trying to figure out how to prevent Barnes and Noble from going out of business. Exactly. Now, now we remember, have, now uh, we remember have, what that solution is that we came up with. Now we have to figure out how to keep CBS All Access from going out of so business. So you have to buy some books from Barnes and Noble, and you have to subscribe to CBS All Access to keep it. So around. wait, you mean watching their programs on Cody on my Amazon Fire Stick isn't going to keep them in business? I don't even know what the fuck Cody is. It's a file sharing site that gives you pretty much things for free. Okay. I know we have a fire stick. When I hear fire stick, I immediately think of gonorrhea, but super <laughs> gonorrhea, if you will. But uh, ooh, got a case. They got a fire stick here, man. Oof, ouch. Oh my my! Just the other other week, my daughters uh, discovered the joy of telling Alexa to fart. <laughs> if you haven't tried it yet, one. have you? If you haven't tried it yet, say Alexa fart. Here's the reason that I haven't tried it. It's because I will not want to, I will not have one of those Big Brother 1984 eavesdropping devices in my house that I'm morally opposed to. If you have an Amazon, I, if you have an Amazon Fire Stick, Alexa's in there. Right, but it only works if you press the button. There's an actual physical, it's yes, a physical connection when you press the button for it to listen to you. Alexa listens to you, like one of those Echoes, or whatever it is like constantly listening to you. But the device I have won't. Listen well, to you, you can button. you can tell your fire stick Alexa to fart. Okay, there you yeah. go. The, Everybody's the, happy there. Yeah, that's that's what they were doing it on. I have it. I don't have like a separate one. I, I All right. It. You just push the button, and say Alexa fart, and it's it's very funny. But that fire stick, it's not. It. I only use it for like looking up titles. I basically press when I go, find such and such movie. Well, you, and you can actually tell her to fart. Yes. <laughs> does she shart? Yes, she does. She does several different types of farts. Yes, really? including one really juicy sharting. sounding one. <laughs> <laughs> ask, right, good to know. ask her to beam you up. She'll do that as well. Will she do a Jack Link's teriyaki beef stick fart 
for me? Uh, you have to find out, I guess. <laughs> Should probably order it, a case of it for me and send it to me. <laughs> Possibly. No, 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 no. That's not what I wanted, Alexa. Possibly. But uh, what else we got here? So Picard. So you're actually going to stop stealing and... Uh, might. I haven't decided yet. It's going to be a while before... Might, okay. It's yeah. going to be a while before it comes out, so I have time. I know I have to buy the Disney app. The, new, what, the Disney streaming service? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have to. Oh, uh, fuck, yeah. That's going to be the new one in a well, couple of years. Well, not, streaming only, streaming. not only have they uh, basically greenlit uh, John Favreau to direct ten episodes of a Star Wars live-action show at $100 million for the 10 episodes. But they're also finishing wow. off... They're fi also finishing off the final season of Clone Wars, which kind of got unceremoniously ended when Disney bought Star Wars and moved huh. to Star Wars Rebels. So we're finally getting a 12-episode final season of, of Clone cool. Wars, which I'm... Are they going to bring back that uh, Seth Green... Um, Detours? ...series that they... Uh, I doubt it, but hey, one can hope. Star Wars Detours, and, uh, we'd love to see a Star Wars Detours, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, and what's his face from Scrubs? Uh, uh, Donald uh, Faison. Donald Faison. Faison, yeah. yeah. So. All right, so uh, what does that leave us? What else do you want to talk about? Because I, mean, I got some more. I, I could have I have a little story, a little like uh, um, childbirth, parenthood-related well, story. Why, why don't, if you want to yeah, get... why don't we wrap it up with the childbirth story? I think that would be a good ending for it, and then the rest we can leave for the All next right. pod. So. All right. Um, not too much. Just, uh... oh, yeah, and I wanted to mention that um, I did, in fact, I know you're dying to know, I did, in fact, get to watch the finale, the season finale of Westworld. Okay, good, good, yes. Only took a week. Only took a week. I managed to get it, I managed to, to get to it a week, like the Sunday following it. So, like, a week later I got to it, because it was high priority, and we had a, a relative in town helping us out. So, uh, she gave us a break so we could go down to the basement and watch, watch the season finale of Westworld. All right. And and uh, yeah, that weird thing about the 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 hosts going to the afterworld was kind of weird. That was like the the that was strange. That was kind of weird, but the whole the like they finally revealed that like um, was it Arnold? Was it Arnold or Bernard? Which ones was? Um, Bernard like his he scrambled his own memories mm -hmm. because it turns out that. Uh, what it basically he killed was that he killed. Spoiler alert! You know, he killed Dolores and brought her back in a new body of of whatever. What was her name? The the one. Oh yeah, uh, Delos lady. Uh, Tessa Thompson's character. I can't remember her name. So. And uh, so they kind of wrapped things up. That was kind of cool. What was going on? You learned what was going on, and then the man in black didn't reach the end, but Dolores reached the. Basically, it's the Facebook of Westworld, the repository of all the humans. Right. And then she. You know, so the, but they escaped the park. That's the big thing is that that they printed new bodies mm -hmm. that didn't have the fail-safe explosives in it. Right. And she escaped the park. Yep. With um the 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 cubes. Mm -hmm. the, the sorry the the spheres. Yep. And we know Bernard's one of them, but we don't know who the other ones are. No, no, we don't. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I got to see the Westworld finale. It was about a week after the. Well, no, let's see. The, it premiered on. Wait a minute. Let me think here. That doesn't make any sense. Because, let's see, 
was the following Tuesday? It's like I guess it was about two weeks. It was almost two weeks later that I got to saw it because yeah, so it was it was a week after it premiered, but I had already had had the baby almost a full week when it premiered. So like, it was almost a week, and then the 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 finale was shown, and then it was a I think it was a week after that that I saw it. Okay. So it was like almost two weeks after the baby was here, but it was a week after. It was a week after it aired that I got so yeah okay that that makes sense okay only took me a week after it aired but uh, well so we went to the hospital I mean um, you know everything went well medically speaking but there's just um, a few funny things happened and um, what one of them was that I was trying to anticipate everything. You know, uh, you know, because I already had a child. I already had a child at this hospital, and so I was reflecting in my mind, like lessons learned about what to do, what not to do, so that it would be a more pleasant experience. Okay. And so, we, like we learned, like the first time that there, for some reason they didn't provide us any baby wipes. It was so weird. So like we had these like paper towels, wet paper towels. And so, we're, so we were like packing a bag. Like okay, well we know last time there was no wipes. We got to bring our own wipes, bring our own landlin stuff like that. Um. And then it was weird because then we got there and like they had plenty of wipes. I'm like, what the fuck? Like two years ago or three years ago, we couldn't get wipes. Now I get plenty of wipes. Whatever. But the other weird thing was that, um, you know, you're not going to have a comfortable sleep in in one of these rooms because like, um, the like your the, the new philosophy is you're in. You, you try to keep the family together. It's so, like the, everybody sleeps in the same room. And the dad sleeps right next to the, the mom in the bed, and then the baby is there in the room with you at all times in her little like. Her like wheelie, like wheelie crib or whatever. Right, right. It's like a, it's like a cart. It's like a snack cart yeah. or whatever, <laughs> with sides that the baby's in. So they want to keep us together. Um, but I just remember how horribly uncomfortable I was sleeping in that little bed because like, um, it was it was under it was it's like a it's like a pullout couch. So I was like sleeping on the couch. It's too short for me, and my head the, like, I had a choice of putting a pillow on one side or the other. And on one side it was an air vent, so I couldn't put it on that side. So. The other, the choice was with the pillow on the other side of this bench that I slept on, but I was so like the pillow in the middle of the night, it, like twenty times kept like sliding off the edge of the bench, and so I finally figured out after like a couple of days like to put the suitcase there to kind of wedge the pillow in. Okay. The bottom line is I'm like thinking all these things like how horrible of a sleep I had, not to mention the fact that like I'm you know a newborn baby not really getting much comfortable sleep anyways. And so everything was perfect like oh so like I tried to f- for prepare. You know, like like with the military, right? We're always fighting the previous war. Right, right. You know, oh, we fought Vietnam, so we built up and we learned to attack Vietnam. Well, now we're in the fucking desert. What do we do? <laughs> so I'm, I was I was fighting Vietnam in Iraq. That's the analogy I want to use here. Because I was like, I'm trying to get a good night's sleep, and I'm on this bench, and I'm like, okay, I know the proper way to lay and the pillow and this and that. And no, none of that was a problem. It was a beautifully comfortable. They even had changed the bed. They, they, they were the lady. The nurses were like raving about how, like, look, we just got this new bed in. It has like a cushion on top, and it's wonderful. And I'm like, hey, we were dying for somebody to try it out and tell us how comfortable it is. And so I didn't have any problem with that. The problem that I could not foreshadow, no matter how hard I tried, was the fact that I froze my ass off. <laughs> I absolutely froze my ass off because my wife, for the first 24 hours, she had so many hormones rushing through her. She was so hot, she set the, the, the in-room thermostat to 65 degrees. Jesus. And the air vent... Where did the air vent in that room blow? Right on your ass. Right on that fucking 
pull-out couch. <laughs> so, like, she's hot, and I'm, like, sitting, I, I, I try out of her bed. There's, like, no air blowing there, I can understand. Like, it would be, like, like a normal temperature for sitting in the bed, but, like, she was overheated to begin with. But, like, the air was running 65, just blowing straight on me. I was so fucking cold, I had to use three blankets. Because, like... I was like, I need, a bl- I need another blanket. No, I need a third blanket. I had like two, and these are like shitty hospital blankets. I had two shitty hospital I'm like, no, I need a third one. I need a third one over my head. I was so cold. I could not, I tried desperately prepared for Vietnam when I got the Operation Desert Storm. I was fucked, you know? Prepared for jungle warfare and I got desert warfare. So like, ah. And uh, I was trying to game the system because like, they have the, in you know, the, the, you call down and you order your meals, right? And they, they call it the, they call it room service because... They're trying to pretend that it's edible food. It's just god-awful food, but, like, they give you a menu, and they say, oh, you can order room service. And I'm like, and I'm like well, if you want to get food that's not for the patient, they're going to charge you, but for the patient, it's free. I'm like, well, honey, I think you're in the mood for a dessert tray and five sandwiches, aren't you? <laughs> and um, the problem, so, like, I, I tried to game the system, but, like, I called down. And she was on a liquid diet the first night, so I called her, I'm like, oh, my wife would like to order breakfast. I'm like, oh, it says here that she's on a liquid diet, so she can... I'm like, fuck! So, like, they completely ruined my plans, and, like, I only could order, like, a bowl of broth and, you know, whatever. Melted jello and fucking piss water. You know? Bottom line is, they, they, they got... Like, I tried to game the system, and, like, they knew she was on a liquid diet. But, like, I had had their food before, and, like, I think the next day we ordered, I was like, yeah, I'm... I, I, that's how bad it is. It's like the cafeteria is, is, is much better than the room service, as they call it. And, you know, the, but uh, what else? What else? Just um, the first day was really hard because my wife didn't get her milk in for the first day. And so I was up. The baby didn't really sleep more than like a half hour, hour at a time. That first night, uh, night I was up all night, it was really, really rough. And after that, it came in. It got a lot better after that. Also, the first night was the night I was freezing my ass out. So I was up all... Because she, again, the first day or so with all the the, the, the post, um, post-delivery post hormones. So freezing my ass off up all night. So like that, it was like... I was like, God, I, I hope this is the worst that it gets, you know? That was really bad. That was really bad. Um, let's see. And then it slowly settled down. We were there for two, three days. And I could turn the thermostat up and... And, uh... Her milk came in, and the only other thing was, like, a day or two in, there was a knock on the door. And the knock on the door, because, you know, you're in one of these rooms. There's constant flow of visitors, of nurses and techs and people cleaning this and, and taking vials from this and that and the other thing. And, um, oh, as an aside, I don't know, if you, every once in a while, like, there's a sci-fi movie where, like, like it's a, a female-only society, and um, I, I saw some horrible B movie on the Sci-Fi Channel years ago. But like, it's the future, and there's no men, right. and the only men left are like these seventy-year-old guys yeah. because like they they stopped making men, and it's all female society. If you are staying for a couple of days in a in a maternity ward, um, there isn't a single male employee doing. Anything. Wow. Nothing. From the doctor all the way down to the lady who picks up the trash. There's not a single guy in there. <laughs> and like we were and then we were there for like a follow up checkup the following week. And I happened to, I was like, I'm dying I'm dying to ask. 
is it a positive there's no men in here? She's like, no, no, we had a guy once 10 years ago. That was the last time we had a guy. We had one guy like five years ago or so. But like, so that's like, you know, again, we observing ate him. things. No guy, huh? We ate him. <laughs> we ate, we ate, and not in the good way. We, 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 we ate him. We chopped him up. We sent him down to be served as room service. But uh, so there's not a single guy working there. Which is, I'm fine, you know. Again, I wasn't trying to get my vasectomy in the maternity ward, so I was perfectly fine with it, you know. But, uh, so you got all the way. And so there's a knock on the door. And we, I didn't even open it, but, like, this, this is how the conversation went. It was a knock, and there was a voice, an old lady voice that said, Books, you guys want a book? You guys need a book? And we're like, we're good. There was an old lady going around offering people books. Right. And I had a field day with this because I sort of went on a, on a rant. But I'm like, a book. How quaint. Well, like, what kind of books do you have, lady? Do you have, like, maybe some horse and buggy repair? What do you got there? It's like, uh, yeah, because we've been up 30 hours straight with a crying baby. I could really go for some Hemingway right now. <laughs> like, I was really trying to get inside the mind of the book lady. Like, this poor lady. Does anybody take her up on her offer to have a book? Who has just who has just had a newborn baby, is suffering through the lack of sleep, the exhaustion and the, the cold, obviously, and the shitty food, and they have time to relax and read a book. I probably would have taken. What her is her? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have been, been like, well, "What you got?" <laughs> I mean, there's these things called smartphones. I spent my idle time. Also, also, something that was invented, like, what, in the 40s? That's been in hospitals since, what, the 70s? There was a television in the room. <laughs> Let's say I couldn't afford or smartphones hadn't invented yet. There was still a fucking television in the room. So, like, I had all these options. I had, like, smartphone, um, television. There was a, a, f- a regular phone in the room to, like, crank call other rooms, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> there was, like, that nurse call button. There was, like, um... Uh, there was that weird ass toilet. They have like a, a toilet with like a little handle that goes down. So like when you flush, it like it's like um, it, it's like a it was like a combination toilet sink almost. Oh my! It's like it's an it's like the normal flush toilet, but like there was like this weird like thing that like folded down like a little faucet <laughs> that folded down. And when you flush the toilet, it would like water come out. It was it's perfect for like rinsing out a bedpan or a vomit pan, right? <laughs> you do that and you rinse, right? So like it's like a it was like a combination toilet sink. Very interesting, very interesting. But like there was all these things to keep me occupied. But not a book. But never a book. Huh? But not a book. <laughs> a fucking book. Jesus. I like books. <laughs> I like books too, but not like when like my baby is right there and I'm trying to sleep. Did you look on your smartphone? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. What's the difference between that and reading the book? Because I could read the news. I could further damage my eyes by squinting at that really fine print to read a book. (laughs) A a book? You're coming down on the side of the book. I'm coming down on the side of the book. We had a whole podcast where we argued for Barnes & Nobles, and now all of a sudden you're anti-book, motherfucker? Goddamn. I'm not anti-book, but I'm not trying to keep... I'm well, not you're not a, a very good business. You're not a very good spokesperson for Barnes and Nobles right now. That's for <laughs> damn sure. 
and, and, and let me tell you something. The book lady is probably a damn volunteer. She's not in business for yeah, anything. Yeah, I know. That crossed my mind. But I she's don't give business, a fuck if the she's book... She's in business of not wanting to be at home by herself because her husband died oh, and she wants to give books to strangers and maybe brighten no. somebody's day. But no. Did, did you just Mr. have some beef jerky? Mr. I'm cold on the sleep. My, my, wife, my wife just pushed a human being out of her body, but I'm cold. Doesn't want to read a book. Oh, a couple couple thoughts here. Number one, it sounds like you just had some beef jerky. I did. I had number a bunch two, of beef. Number two, I don't give a fuck if the book lady goes out of business. Uh, I don't regularly go over to, I don't regularly go over her house to browse her book collection or to get a coffee. She went out of business. So fuck the book lady. She went out of business on a position she wasn't paid to do in the first place. Seriously, I don't care about the book lady. I want her, you know what? I want her to leave me alone. I want the book lady just to leave me alone because <laughs> half the time when somebody was knocking on the door, we were freaking out because the baby was sleeping. I was like, shh, don't come in now. Come back. We don't want you to wake up the baby. <laughs> that book lady walked out of your room mumbling at how much of an asshole you were. <laughs> you, uh, you made, first of all, you made a little old lady call you an asshole. First of all, if you've known me for as long as you have, you would realize that I'm no, always the asshole afterwards, never dirt. Oh, okay. I'm always very polite, and I just complain about it afterwards. That's my M.O. I'm, I'm surprised uh, you don't know that. Actually, that. from my experience, you're always the asshole. That's the end of the sentence right there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the old punchline, well, you know. At the roast. Well, some people think Ted's an asshole. <laughs> and that's it. And nothing else. That's it. <laughs> All right. So, in, in summary, fuck the book lady. Oh, okay. I don't care if she goes out of business. But uh, I just, I just, I just kept building these. God, just, I had a little manic rant about the book lady. You know, I was, it was the, it was the, the room service, and the, uh, the toilet faucet that kind of drew me to the edge. <laughs> But uh, not, I don't want to brush my teeth in the toilet. <sighs> but uh, that's pretty much it. That is pretty much it. The only other thing, this is sort of an aside. I guess I should mention this. Um, I mentioned that my my sister-in-law came to visit for two weeks. Okay. Um, to help out. And she was fantastic. Good. Absolutely fantastic. To have a family member come and help you out. Because, we, you know, we had... An older kid, and so like, well, while we can focus our attention on the, on the newborn, somebody to watch the the old born, if you will, mm-hmm. and she's great, but she she can be rude. She she she's a she's a bright a bright lass. Okay. And uh, she can she she can say mean things sometimes. So she had we're sitting she we're sitting at dinner one evening, and we were talking about something talking about being manipulative. Our daughter, our older daughter, being manipulative, and she made an offhanded comment. She said, "You know, Ted." I don't think you're smart enough to be manipulative. Ooh. Now, how do you suppose that went? What do you think happened after that? How do you think that went? Go, give me a little guess. You spent the entire evening trying to manipulate her. That is not true. I spent the entire week after that trying to manipulate her. <laughs> Were you successful? So, let's talk about that, shall we? Okay. So, the first thing I do is do some research. I go into Google, what is, it, what is the classic, some textbook examples of manipulation? Getting somebody to do something that they don't want to, or do, you know, that you want them to do without them realizing it. 
And there's, there's some interesting techniques. Like there's the idiot technique where you don't want to do something. And so you feign lacking the ability to do it or you feign illness or something. And so like, for example, one time I was doing the dishes and the weird thing is, is like, I didn't really have to feign it because I was, I was doing the dishes. And I'm like, I kind of have to crap right now. It's like, let me see if I can use that to my advantage. And I'm like, I'm like, dishes. I'm like, man, I really gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta finish these dishes. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll take care of them. Go ahead, go to the bathroom, right? Because she also, she's also quite helpful. It's like, it's like, you know, give and take. It's like, uh, I'm an asshole who's also really helpful and really, you know, thoughtful. <laughs> and so she's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Go to the bathroom. I was like, oh, there you go. Manipulation. One nothing. <laughs> and then we had to, we had to put together a, um, uh, a little swing, a little like a baby swing, and I'm actually very bad at doing that. Okay. But that's the, besides the point. I'm like, God, I'm really just, I don't know what the hell to do here. I just, I, and she's like, just, just go away. Just look, I'll take care of it. Look, just, just, I'll handle it. <laughs> you, you know, you can't do this. Do whatever. I was like, there you go. Got her to put together the swing. Point ten to nothing. <laughs> and then, and then the 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 finale, the grand finale was manipulation was. We had, we had gotten some lovely, uh, it was like chocolate-covered blueberries or something from Trader Joe's. Okay. And I, I really wanted all these to myself. I have no problem with sharing, but these are really good. I'm like, how can I manipulate her to not eating these? Because I want more for myself. And so she's, she's, a, a, you know, she's great about working out, exercising, watching what she eats, things like that. Uh-huh. And she had just got done with the workout, and she, she likes the blueberries. And I had the blueberries and I was eating them and they were on the table. And she like I think she just like just got back from the workout and she walked by and she she took a couple and was like, Jen, Jen, what you take it easy on the blueberries. You you've worked very hard. You don't want to work you wanna spoil your workout. <laughs> and then she's like and she got really upset and she didn't eat the blueberries. And I was like and again, like I didn't tell anybody I was being manipulative, but I was like trying to push myself. I was like, No, no, I was trying I was being positive. I was like, Jen, no, you've worked very hard. You're doing a great job of working out. And, you know, you're really keeping on top of your health. I don't want you to ruin it by eating these blueberries. <laughs> but she got really upset at the fact that I was pointing because it apparently it was, like, a hot-button issue for her. Oh. The idea of, like, like um, uh, you know, watching what you eat or whatever. Right. But point ten three zero. <laughs> if you say something to me like, I don't think you're smart enough to manipu- be manipulative or to manipulate not to manipulate me, but I will take that as a challenge to spend all of my energy at the at the detriment to my wife and newborn child <laughs> to manipulate you and to prove what a what a wrong person you were. And actually and so I was successful and then I even I was dying to tell someone. I told my wife. My I figured, oh, my wife's probably going to get upset. But my wife did not get upset. She says something to the effect of, like, I kind of figured that's what you're going to do. <laughs> Let me put forth this hypothesis, though. Yeah. What if your sister-in-law was like, you know, I really am tired of coming over here and helping to watch the kid and take care of my sister while she's going through all this. And I really much rather be doing my own thing right now but I can't do that because I know my sister needs me and if I were to back out right now and walk away I would seem like an asshole but if I can trick her dumbass husband into treating me like shit for a week then I can say (laughs) 
It's time for me to go because I don't feel appreciated. I look like a victim and I get out of doing the work that I don't want to do anyway. It's a great theory, except for <laughs> because of my successful manipulation, the key, to man the key to manipulation is for people to not realize that they're being manipulated. So if she so, was thinking that and manipulating you into acting like an asshole, no. then you don't Except I wasn't acting like an asshole. <laughs> but I wasn't acting like an asshole. I framed it as such. For me to be a successful manipulator, I had she knew, to she knew, not, she knew not by saying come that across you, as an asshole. She knew by saying that to you, you would say things to try to manipulate her. She could if, then if play that's what she was doing, though, Darren, Darren, if that's what she was doing, though, it did not succeed. Or it succeeded very well, and you just she's a better. So you act. think that she was trying to manipulate? She a, was trying to I'm manipulate me a, into man being manipulative. Did she soon realize? Did she soon leave afterwards, leaving you to take care of your child by, on your own? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. She stuck around for a nope. while. Yeah, it was fine. No, no, okay. oh no. Okay. It's a it's a great theory, the manipulation theory. I like it. <laughs> Manipulating, how would you say, like manipulating the manipulator or um, manipulating me to be manipulative? Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, so that was my only little fun. That's, that's pretty much a summary. Um, but everything was a smashing success. And uh, yeah, it was great. Awesome. It was great. Awesome. Good to hear. And. Uh, Got home, you know, settled to a routine. Everything's kind of crazy, but settled to the routine. The baby's still sleeping in our room, and uh, but I have a lovely routine now. The baby's sleeping through the night for the most part, give or take. She's and she's doing great. And she's gonna be another giant, just like her sister. And I'm totally fucked because I'm gonna be doing that fireman's carry when she's four. <laughs> That's it, man. Uh, well, I think that uh, a lot of fun. I think that uh, that's a chock full podcast that we put together tonight so. it was great we are coming up on two hours and uh, i hope we're still recording yeah we are still recording so excellent, excellent so and uh so you want to wrap things up uh to give a shout out to our sponsors well our sponsors this week are uh jack links beef jerky um lima beans lima beans uh the green bay packers yes uh, of course uh rogue waves rogue waves and uh uh, the old ladies that bring you free books at hospitals. And let's not forget vasectomies. Male, male vasectomies provided by men. <laughs> let me just let me just say, here's a better way to say that. Male urologist. Uh, Boom. <laughs> let me just say that that is your hang-up, you sexist. <laughs> uh, it's, I just, I just, this is the only time that I think it's okay for me to say, I want a guy touching my junk. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> If I had a nick for every time you said that, I'd have a lot of nickels. That's it. But that's it. And yeah. Double being a double daddy. Double daddy. Probably wrap things up. The double daddy of soul. But, uh, that's the phrase that pays. Double daddy of soul. Be listener pride. And, uh, hope. Get in touch with us. Yeah. Hopefully, this will go out to all our. Listeners on iTunes are tuning into our comedy podcast. Absolutely, we are now a comedy, so hopefully we can start acting like one. <laughs> so what else, man? That's so, it. You want to wrap things yeah, up? Yeah, let's Sign wrap it up. Till so, uh, til next til time. Next time, uh, where we have more uh, mischievous uh, crap for you to listen to. <laughs> this is Darren. 
And this is Ted. And you've listened to What About Now.